Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you along. If this is the first of our podcasts you've listened to, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave some feedback, leave a question, whatever you need to do, uh, and come along for the ride. Later on in the show, Matthew Day Gillett's been overseas on a motorbike junket. Uh, we'll catch up with him in an interview he recorded especially for us. And we've got the winter riding tip. Thank you very much to Protector Insurance coming up very shortly as well. But right now, let's do the top five. And this week on the top five is the top five reasons you need a cardo. You know, an intercom, a helmet-mounted Bluetooth device connected to your phone and your mates. In at number five, in the top five reasons you need a cardo. To laugh at your mates when they drop their bike in the mud on the trail ride or the adventure ride or whatever it might be, or maybe you're down the beach, and they go, hold my beer, and yeah, then they completely stuff it up. Absolutely, it's uh, the best thing to do because then you can be like, haha, told you, told you you'd drop it. There's also safety reasons in there, I'm sure. And at number four of the top five reasons you need a Cardo helmet-mounted Bluetooth intercom device to listen to this podcast or to listen to some enthusiastic music while carving up the Rimi Tuckers, the Tararuas, the Hundalees, whatever it might be, wherever you ride. Top five reasons why you need a Cardo. Number three, to answer the call from the wife when she rings to find out when you'll be home. And don't forget to pick up that milk on the way home either. Maybe some bread, yeah, and um, some flour. That's the, actually probably the best reason, one of the main reasons why we go adventure riding, because there's no cell phone reception out where we go. Number two on the top five reasons you need a Cardo helmet-mounted Bluetooth or intercom device. To look cool at Moto Social, you know, you gotta have the latest gadgets, gotta have the latest iPhone or Samsung Galaxy, and you gotta have the helmet mounted bling to go with it. You know, the Pack Talk Edge, uh, you can actually get sticker sets for it, decal sets for it. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. Number one on the reasons, the top five reasons that you need a helmet mounted intercom system Bluetooth device such as a Cardo. To keep you sane as you trudge up and down the motorway on your commute. i got to say, that's the number one thing that keeps me going. Music, podcast, whatever it might be. And, you know, the, the, the other thing I hear is, I don't need music, I listen to my the engine of my bike. But um, you probably don't ride every goddamn day, whether it be rain, hail, sleet, snow or shine either, do you? Uh, it keeps me sane and, and there, there you go there's your top five reasons why you need a cardo and don't get me started on why you should go cardo over center waterproofing is just one of the reasons uh pack talk bold is my go-to but if you don't ride in big groups then uh, maybe a freecom x would do you and if you don't ride in groups at all and you just want some music definitely check out the spirit hd thank you very much cardo there you go that's your top five <laughs> Time now for a winter riding tip. Thank you very much. Protector Insurance. Motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists. They're trying to do themselves out of a job by giving you uh, safety tips throughout winter. And um, if you want to find out whether you're on the best deal possible for your motorcycle insurance, go to protector.co.nz and fill out their online quote system uh, and you'll be away laughing there. They can cover your bike for fire, theft, damage, third party, whatever it might be, or full cover. They also cover 
your gear. They give you they might well, you might be eligible for a rebate uh, if you do a ride forever course. And if you like to hit the track, they can cover your bike for that too. Go to protector.co.nz to find out if you're on the best deal. Be aware of reduced visibility. Winter often brings reduced visibility due to fog, snowfall or shorter daylight hours. Ensure your motorcycle is equipped with working headlights, taillights, turn signals. Use high visibility gear or reflective tape on your clothing and your motorcycle to enhance your visibility uh, to other motorcyclists to other motorists. Consider adding auxiliary lights or fog lights to improve visibility in low light conditions. Keep a safe following distance from vehicles in front of you as spray from their tyres or snowfall can impair visibility further. Use your visor or goggles with anti-fog coatings such as pinlock and carry a clear visor or safety glasses as backup. And just remember, extend those following distances. Things can take, you know, you can take longer to slow down, watch out for the smooth stuff, and uh, hope you don't hit any black ice, because that's pretty much all you can do in that situation. Thank you very much, Protector Insurance. Motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists. Go to protector.co.nz to see if you are on the best deal possible. Matthew Day Gillett's been away overseas, chesting out some fantastic new Moto Guzzi's. Matthew Day Gillett recorded this interview while overseas. I'm not jealous at all. You are. No. No, I'm not. I incredibly am. I am so jealous. Uh, take it away, Matt. Rightio, team. So we are here with Arturo Sansom, who is the Motoguzzi product marketing manager for Global Market, right? So you're the big boss of product marketing? Uh, well, there is my boss. No, you got a boss above you. <laughs> but uh, of Motoguzzi, yeah, I'm the one that uh, oversees Motoguzzi range. Wow. So for the V100, which is obviously the bike we're here for, so what was your role in development for this? Can you sort of lead us as to why you're here and why we're speaking? Well, well in uh, product marketing, we are those that define the vision, the strategy of the bikes. So we are those that come up with the concept, with the new concept of, uh, of this uh, it's a bike that defines a new segment, if you want, in the motorcycle cool. world. So you're responsible sort of for finding that new segment as to where Motoguzzi yeah, products we, can go in, next. In uh, product marketing, uh, we are responsible for uh, it's a product strategy, like the positioning, understanding who is the target customers, yeah. who are the competitors, and where ah. we want to go. So ah, brilliant. So leading from that, um, competitors for this beautiful bike here, the V100 Mandelo, is, there doesn't seem to be many these days. Uh, well, the reality is that there are no competitors. Yeah. In the concept uh, phase, we identified a white space market. So uh, essentially, there are these two big words, uh, roster and touring. So roster bikes are uh, agile, fun, dynamic, yes. but the lack of touring capability, comfort, not always you can carry panniers. Then there are tourers that tends to be, uh, of course, they're good for long distances, big fuel tank. Yeah. But not quite as fun to ride. Not quite as fun <laughs> to ride, exactly. So we came up with the idea of a bike that combines these two worlds, so combining fun and touring capability. It, it looks beautiful, man. Um, so there's obviously a lot going into the design of this. One of the really standout features I've seen from what I've read is the aerodynamic flaps. Yeah. What was whose brand? Who had the brilliant idea for that? Because that is not on any other motorcycle. And can you sort of briefly tell me how it works? Because it looks like something that Iron Man would have on his suit. So. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, of course, uh, with this bike, this one was the bike uh, of the century of Motoguzzi. So uh, it was like a, a 
white sheet of paper and the people can come up with uh, ideas, suggestions, etc. So we wanted to create something modern and innovative, and that's what we did. And uh, this, uh, uh, let's say, this bike is the only one in the world with adaptive aerodynamic. Yeah. But the cool stuff is that uh, the deflectors, uh, the, the flaps, uh, are linked to the riding modes, which is oh. quite innovative. Cool. So. Uh, they're not there for performance in terms of slowing you down and braking. They're there more for comfort, are they? Yeah, they improve the wind protection. Uh, as I said, we wanted to have like a fun bike suitable also to cover long distances. Yeah. And when you think about touring capability, there are many parameters like comfort, ergonomics, payload, etc. Uh, and of course, wind protection. Yeah. So taking inspiration from the history of Moto Guzzi, that was uh, the first motorcycle manufacturer to have a wind tunnel yes. in the 50s to, to test aerodynamics. So we come up with, uh, okay, we need to do something to, uh, let's say, improve the wind protection. And the cool things about the flaps is that uh, essentially they're linked with the ready mods and also to the speed. So oh. if you're interested, I can tell you a bit more how Yes, yeah, like, so do they come on when you go to, say, 100 kilometers an hour, or do they have a set speed well, where they pop up? We have four ready mods, yeah. which are rain, touring, sport, and, uh, and road. Uh, essentially, on, on rain, they are always open. So if you select the ready mod rain, they're always open because also they, they improve, like, uh, the protection in case of, of rain, of course. And then uh, for touring, they open up at 70 kilometers per hour as a standard setting. Okay. So when you ride on touring mode, you are in a highway, 70 kilometers per hour, boom, the flaps open. Oh, cool. However, you, you can uh, uh, set the speed at which the flap opens also on oh, all so the you other can control it. So, yeah. so what happens when you go below 70 kilometers an hour and you're touring around, do they just drop down automatically below that speed or do they yeah, stay uh, up? Below a certain speed, they, they turn down. Oh, that sounds cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing that in action no, no, tomorrow. They, they, I mean, in fact, it's one of the coolest things when you ride the bike because you open the throttle and then at a certain point you see the flaps open and you, you That's feel cool. Like <laughs> on, what happens on sport mode? On sport mode, they are not open. So they stay it's, down yeah, and you have the cleanest aerodynamics. Let's say it's improved uh, like the wind protection. So on sport, they stay closed, but of course uh, uh, you can set up your ready yeah. mode so you can open the map also on sport. Ah, cool. So the idea is basically they reduce drag in sport mode by staying down. Is that sort of the idea? Uh, well, they're more for comfort and function yeah. than uh, for uh, the aerodynamic, let's say, for uh, sport bikes. That's super cool. Um, so we've got this bike here. Uh, is this an S model? Because the S model is slightly yeah, more this, special, this one isn't it? Yeah, is the S model. You, yeah. you recognize the S model because uh, uh, it stands out for the twin color scheme. Ah, okay. And it's also got uh, semi-active Olin suspension. Yes, uh, S stands for sport. And of yeah. course, if you want to emphasize the sportiness of a bike. Uh, yeah, got to have good suspension. It needs to, needs to be all in suspension. What are the other differences between the S and the standard Mandela? Uh, well, uh, uh, it has, uh, uh, of course, twin color scheme, uh, semi-active suspension, tire pressure monitoring system. Oh, that's candy. It, it grips uh, uh, up and down quick shifter. Oh, good. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if you combine uh, up and down quick shifter and all in suspension, generally it brings yeah. you back. And plus uh, it has the Moto Guzzi Mia, which is uh, the device that enables you to connect your phone uh, to the Oh, instrument. brilliant. Yeah. So you have that phone connectivity so you can yeah, play your music or take phone calls, yeah. etc. Oh, that's brilliant. And are those all available as accessories for the base model? Can you sort of, apart from the suspension? Uh, of course, not the suspension. Yeah. yeah the, the suspension is the very special and special factor yeah. for, for the S. Oh wow, so if you want, even you have a 
you don't buy the yes, but you want the quick shifter, you can. You can get have that the quick shifter. You can have uh, TPMS. Uh, uh, you can have the Motobutsumiya heated grips. That's brilliant. Um, right, now I had a couple of other questions. Uh, so, brand new engine, water cooling for the very first time, and so that's like one of the very special parts of the spot motorcycle, like, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, uh, well. So, so many changes that I wouldn't be able to go through them on my phone because it's just... <laughs> there are a lot. Yeah, it's one of the... Well, there's two standouts, obviously. So there's water cooling yeah. and there is the rotated cylinder heads, which they come out to the sides instead of going at yeah. the front, which they traditionally do. What was, what was the main idea for rotating the cylinder heads? Like, doesn't it bring other challenges? Uh, I know it says in the press release that we were sent that it helps in certain ways, but... Did having this exhaust coming out to the sides produce any challenges? Uh, okay, well, the, the first reason was improving the legroom. Yeah. Legroom for the driver because, again, a comfort was one of the, uh, let's say, key targets for, for this bike. Then, uh, uh, having moved also the manifold on the side, uh, essentially you move away the heat from the rider, so they, oh. they improve also yeah, the, the rideability. Plus, this solution enabled also to rationalize the, the uh, intake and the injector components. Oh, okay, so they come straight in from the airbox. So you have uh, like uh, straight ducts yep. from, from the total bodies that uh, essentially optimize the mix of air and fuel in the combustion chamber with better performance. Oh, cool. And does that give any impact on fuel economy and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, it also, of course, oh. improves uh, fuel consumption. Wow. <laughs> this thing's cool, man. And uh, additionally, the engine compared to other Motoguzi is yep. tilted by five degrees. Also, it leans forward. Forward, yeah, it's oh. tilted by five degrees. And also, this one is it was to improve uh, uh, leg, leg room and readability. Plus, oh. the very key thing of this engine is that it's extremely compact. Yes, so it's how much smaller than the engine from the V85? Uh, 103 millimeters shorter than the small block of the V85. So, shorter as in. Lengthwise or height-wise? No, it's uh, compact that way. It's compact. Wow. It's compact. The alternator was moved from the front to the inside the V. It's compact, and this compactness benefit also the handling. Yeah. Because we have a long swing arm that is around 578 millimeters. Wow. So the swing arm is quite long, but thanks to the compact box, the full uh, wheelbase of the bike is less than 1,500 millimeters, which oh, means wow. agility and dynamic. Very fun. dynamic. Yeah. One of the other things I noticed about the new engine was you switch the side with which the uh, final drive comes out. So Motoguzi so loves its yeah, final we drive moved, being shaft drive. Yeah, the shaft drive. It was mostly for functional reasons. Okay. Because uh, riders tend to, uh, let's say, uh, go on the bike from the left side. Yeah. So every move, the, the silencer on the other side prevent the riders from uh, hitting it and... Uh, uh, so it makes yeah, it easier to yeah. mount the motorcycle when it sort of yeah, it's improves weight balance. Yeah, it's easier to plus there was also the styling consideration. We prefer to have uh, a clean wheel uh, on this side. Like, uh, this is a single-sided swing arm, of yeah. course, with uh, a nice-looking wheel. But now there are the panniers, but otherwise it stands out. Yeah, I haven't actually seen much about the accessories. Can we go over those really quick? So we've got some panniers here and a top box. What size are they? They look... 20 liters a side? No, uh, 30 should be 30. Oh, they're quite deep actually. Uh, over 30, well, well they can yeah, fit the full face helmet. Yeah. They look deceptively small, but they're no, no, huge. No, no, they can fit the helmet. 
And the good thing is that uh, uh, they are integrated within the design of the bike. Yeah. So the bike come uh, with uh, uh, that system to integrate the yeah. panniers. Wow. So you basically, if you're a touring-minded rider, you want the V100 and you want the luggage, you don't have to buy racks or anything no, like exactly. that. That just Th- buy that, bags that and was, click in. That was the concept. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean... We make convenient for the rather you don't have to buy the rails, which, which generally are an extra cost. You can just fit the bike in the system, which is a standard. Nice. I'm assuming also there's a benefit to not having racks with less weight, more performance, keeps the fun aspect. Have these been aerodynamically tested like the rest of the bike to sort of fit uh, in well, or are they? is that less of a consideration? Well, with the no, uh, I mean, for sure, uh, when uh, the bike was designed, uh, we also designed the accessories, so they're integrated in the style of the bike, oh. for sure. Yeah, it's very uh, cool. Um, so we've got panniers, a top box. Uh, is this luggage rail here? Is, uh, is that yeah, an accessory as well? No, uh, okay, the standard bike yep. comes with passenger grab handles, which yep. are really convenient because, of course, we fo- focus also on passenger comfort. Okay. Uh, however, yeah, this is the rack for the top box, which is accessory. And uh, I mean, if you want, I can tell you yeah, please do. All accessories. Like, everyone loves putting extra accessories on their bikes and making it their own. So, <laughs> so we have uh, uh, engine bars with the fog lights that can be fitted on the engine bars. Okay. And are they uh, um, protection as well as that? Yeah, um, additional? They, yeah they're sold separately. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the, the function is, pro- the main function is uh, to protect the uh, engine. Uh, however, they also, they also create the support for the fog lights. That's clever. Wow. It has a, a center stand. As I mentioned, there are uh, all the electronic uh, devices like yeah. uh, uh, quick shifter, motoguzimia, electronic anti-theft. Yeah. Plus, uh, I mean, not sure if uh, in your country you will need it, but this is the first Guzzi that comes with the full heating equipment. Oh, yeah. it's really cold back home right now. Esse- so. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's perfect. We love that. Essentially, we have uh, heated grips, which yep. are quite standard, plus we have uh, three heated seats. Okay. So it's the first one to introduce heated seats. Oh, wow. Uh, one is low comfort heated seat, the standard, and the tall comfort heated seat. Oh, okay, brilliant. So and the, is the heated seat just for the rider or is ju- it just for the rider? Just, okay. just for the rider. Will plus, there be one for the pillion one day or is that uh, not quite? Not at the moment, but there is a comfort uh, pillion seat as well. Oh, brilliant. So do we have any, are these seats standard seats or accessory seats? This is the standard seat, uh, which yep. is brown uh, on the uh, verde 21-21, uh, green 21-21. It has brown seat, the other yep. have black seat. Ah, cool. And uh, the accessory seats are different even because ah, okay. like... Uh, different shapes and... Yeah, they have uh, extra 3D net for comfort, uh, plus uh, they, of course, they have the uh, layer for the heating. Ah, oh, brilliant. That looks like a really comfortable pillion seat. Like, I think I'd even get my wife on that. Like, it looks but very generous. This is uh, the standard uh, pillion seat. That's really cool for a standard seat set. <laughs> Yeah, again, we wanted the bike comfortable so for a passenger. Um, yes, yeah, so keeping in mind with those electronics that this bike has, is this marking a shift for the way Motoguzzi thinks about electronics on its motorcycles? Mostly, I recently rode the V7 Special, which very traditional, very minimalistic electronics. This has a lot. Um, is this sort of something we can expect yeah, more bikes to have I, I in the think future? It's just a different approach because uh, uh, some bikes, uh, I mean, the other bikes of Motoguzzi range uh, basically uh, focus more on the iconicity. They are iconic bikes yeah. with air cooled engine, 
they emphasize the authenticity. And of course, there is technology, but it's a hidden technology. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, also the VAT5 has uh, cruise control, yeah. traction control, the V7 has traction control. Yeah, and but it's all hidden in behind its... You wouldn't know it's there. Yeah, it's, uh, on this bike, you use the term hidden technology. You tend yeah. to use it. Uh, but this bike wanted to be, let's say, bike that represents the new chapter for Motoguzi, completely new and modern bike. So is the most technologically good ever built. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> IMU, cornering ABS, cornering lights. Oh, the lights are cornering as well. I yes, a standard, a standard. standard, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that popped out when I was reading the release was the elements sort of linking back to the Le Mans series. Yeah. Um, was there any inclination to name this a Le Mans, or was it sort of? Uh, well, was it always going to no, be that no, one hundred? Because the Le Mans is a totally different bike. Like uh, again, it's uh, it's an iconic bike, the Le Mans. If you want, it has it has the uh, rounded headlight. is uh, is more yeah, it's more iconic. With yeah. this one, we wanted to have something. Uh, completely new, modern. Yeah, so make that distance, yeah, but also have a little bit of heritage. Yeah, we in. wanted uh, to make the distance, but we wanted it to be a Motoguzi. Yeah. So uh, this was challenging. Essentially, we had to create something new without betraying Motoguzi styling DNA. Yeah. But the good thing is that uh, if you see this bike, even unbranded, you can say this is a Guzzi. Yeah, well, <laughs> the transverse V-twin, basically, that's... Yeah. Guys, you're the only ones that do it now, aren't you? Like no one. No, we are. We are the only one. Well, of course, that one is the no dominant part of the bike, but also some details like the silhouette, the very slick silhouette, uh, the DRL. That is the uh, Moto Guzzi signature pattern. Yeah, the, DRL the, the eagle. Yeah, the yeah. eagle. The <laughs> stylized eagle. Plus, uh, I mean, some uh, details like uh, there is uh, a virtual cross from the full tank to the side panel. But yeah, of course, it's uh, it's clearly Guzzi. Oh man. So the engine is of course brand new and it's very forward thinking. It's up to date with all the latest emissions regulations and such. Yes, it's uh, Euro 5 compliant and uh, it has also good level of uh, emission and fuel consumption. Yeah, so how long do you think this engine, like so long as they don't make emissions unobtainable, is this going to be around for a very long time? Is that the hope? Well, I mean, we just developed a new engine platform, yep. so we, we expect yep. it to, to last and uh, to be suitable also for more stringent emission standards. Wow, and so that means, um, this is the question I don't expect you to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are we going to see this engine in more products in the future? Uh, what I can say <laughs> is that uh, in the motorcycle industry, when you develop an engine platform, usually you think about more applications. Of course, I cannot disclose yeah. what kind of bikes we have yeah. in mind. So we might get a new Le Mans, maybe, if I'm sort of reaching for the stars, maybe something like that. Well, or? well I, I, I cannot comment. <laughs> uh, I had to ask anyway. Well, that's pretty much everything I had to ask today. So thank you so much for your time, Arturo. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Really nice to meet yeah. you. And, and uh, I hope uh, you will enjoy your ride tomorrow. Yeah, will you be joining us on the ride tomorrow? I want to enjoy you on the ride, actually, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll try to with you later. Oh, brilliant. I will capture your comments. <laughs> cool. I will do the reverse interview. <laughs> oh, you do the reverse. All right, <laughs> deal. Thanks heaps, man. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matthew De Gillett. For more on that, you can check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine. Go to kiwirider.co.nz or you can check out onthrottle.co.nz. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and thank you 
so much for listening. If you've got any feedback, good, bad or indifferent, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. You can jump on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok under the handle Kiwi Rider Podcast. Uh, if you want to check out, check out my content, the latest on the T7, go to motonz.com or go to YouTube and search out MotoNZ. Otherwise, I've been right here and this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days' time. Oh,